Hello, welcome back to Drinks First. Um, we have a very exciting episode today. Low key, I don't usually drink during these podcasts. <laughs> my guest today got me drinking, so who knows? Right. Wait, 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 little, little, little background. He told me to make sure that I came prepared with a drink, and I thought, great, I'm going to do this because Ariana is the type of person that will drink with me, and we're going to have a conversation and both be socially lubricated. I joined the call, and she goes, "Oh no, no, no! I don't, I don't." I don't usually drink at these things. Yeah, no, that's that's not how it works. <laughs> I, I said, if you want a drink, I'm not going to judge. Yeah. Most people do opt to have a drink. Great. And that, but, you know, not, this is I'm a, not. This is a symbiotic relationship. You know what I mean? I get you hit. I, I mean, drinks, so. it's, I consented to it. Here I am, like, with a drink in hand. What are you drinking? Let, let I, our guests know. Yeah, I am drinking... An old-fashioned and maple old-fashioned. Uh, I substituted the sugar for maple syrup instead because it's spooky season. It's fall. Uh, uh, I think I told you before, hot girl summer is over and thottom has has officially begun. So here, here we are. Thottom has officially begun. We are in October. Don't know when this episode's going to air, but thottom all year round. To I be mean, it's thottom is a state of mind more than a more than a set period of time. You know. You know, I would, I would kind of argue that it's actually cuffing season now Ooh, that's i feel like cuffing season is closer to the holidays though right like right now is like this is the draft this is preseason we're not it is pre-season. We're, we're not quite in the regular season yet you know what i mean we're uh, testing the waters we're doing fantasy it's like all happening exactly. right now we're experimenting with trades we're seeing how different lineups work we're not we're living in the bubble it's like a whole thing oh, man if if only but well le- before we get too far into cuffing season um do you mind telling us where you're from you know who you are what are you doing how old are you yeah where you're living I, now am i allowed to say my name do i say my name no no i don't say my name all right so i'm a, i'm a i am a nameless faceless uh advertising executive that was born in New Jersey, and I will defend New Jersey till my grave because New Jersey actually gets a it's it's pretty good. It gets a bad rep a lot of the time. Uh, I was born and raised in Jersey, but I, well, we're gonna we're gonna revisit that high pitched squeal you just made shortly after I finish what I'm supposed to say right now. But born and raised in Jersey, I currently live in Crown Heights, Brooklyn. I work in advertising. I'm a producer. I've been producing for a few years now. I've been in and out of the photo and film industry, in and out of fashion, in and out of events, and experiential, just kind of making shit. I'm very into making things and very creative-minded, very visual person, very into pretty pictures. I, I always say that I built a career off of pretty pictures and and lying. <laughs> that's, my, that's my elevator pitch. I mean, it's fake until you make it. So. Absolutely, absolutely. If you if you show me someone that has lied on their resume, I will show you someone that lied about lying on their resume because everyone <laughs> has lied on their resume. It's just it's just New York. I've never lied on my resume. Uh, I think you you can be honest with me. Anna. It's okay. <laughs> I I got the drink in hand. I'll take a sip. I've never lied on my resume. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. I'm not I'm not I'm... an honest person by nature. Drinks first, audience. Just sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. It's, it's just the, the name of the game. You got to have I mean, I've, I respect it. I respect the hustle. I've never lied on my resume because, you know, I'm just too good. There's, just already, there's like too much to already put on the resume. Yeah. That I get. If it, isn't that just, just lying? Listen, listen, girl, that's lying by omission then. You know what I mean? If you got too much, you don't, you don't tell. I know. It. I'm just leaving things out at this point. <laughs> Uh, well, there was one thing you omitted, which was how old are you? I'm 29 years old. I'm uh, I'm in my last year in my 20s. Uh, so, are you excited? Are you excited to enter 30hood? No, I I, I kind of am because I like where I am right now in life. I think I'm very happy right now. I think I'm very well off. I think that honestly, when I was 20 years old, I was I was fucking broke. <laughs> like, there's not a lot of fun you can have as a 20 year old in New York City, but. Man, as a 29-year-old, everything is kind of, I can do whatever I want. I can literally do anything I want right now, which is it's really true. Cool. So it's a really nice, and liberating concept that I can just drop everything and literally do anything and I will be fine because I'm, you know, stable enough financially, mentally, whatever to do so. Yeah. And I'm so glad that what you decided to do at this very moment was 
put your life out there on a podcast. Hey, (laughs) you got to do it, man. Sometimes you got to do it. I think that I've been trying to say yes to a lot of things lately, especially in the past couple of years. And I spent a lot of my life kind of, you know, closing myself off and saying no, saying no, kind of worrying about maybe what other people think or worried about how it will affect me long term. I don't know. But regardless, I think I'm in a spot where I am comfortable enough to say yes to things, including jumping on a podcast with you. Amazing. So did did you go to college? Uh, Yes and no. (laughs) So I went to college for like a second, right? So I went to Fordham University in the Bronx uh, for about a year. And then I decided that what I was studying, I was studying computer science at the time, uh, just wasn't very fun, I guess, for lack of a better way of putting it. I was just, I was miserable, man, like honestly just miserable. So I, you know, did what any young, well-adjusted person would do and dropped out cold turkey because that's obviously the the normal thing to do, right? Um, And I also did what any, you know, millennial kid would do after that and just fucking googled the shit out of everything and tried to figure out what I wanted to do right so I knew that I wanted to make a career in imagery somehow I didn't that's all I had right like I was like oh, I want to do like photo or something like that and I was like great so how do I how do I fucking do that right so uh I started naturally kind of like applying to part-time positions internships what have you um constantly got laughed out of the room right because like I'm just some random 19 year old kid with no portfolio, no nothing, just kind of asking for work. But in true, you know, relentless millennial fashion, I went on all the sites. I went on like, you know, the portfolio sites, Flickr, Behance, Dripbook, what have you, and just started tracking down photographers whose work I liked and identified with. And then I used my (laughs) millennial stalking skills to figure out where they lived and where they worked. And I would literally just like knock on doors and I'd be like, hey, like my name is uh, not I'm not saying my name, but my name is so and so. Um, Can I, you know, hold shit for you on set until I have experience? Because right now I have none. And one guy eventually said yes. Uh, And to this day, he's, you know, my mentor, one of my best friends. I've known him for, you know, probably close to 10 years now. and he taught me everything I knew about photo. And so I, I started getting into photography from there. I was a full-time assistant for him for a while. Assistant turned into studio manager, turned into producer. And then from there, he was like, dude, I can't like, I can't pay you what you're worth. You got to get out there. And then I started getting out there and just freelance shooting, producing, what have you. I've been through a bunch of different places, um, Spring Studios for Fashion Week and Tribeca Film Festival. Been through a couple different experiential agencies and did some work for Budweiser in the World Cup, just kind of broadcast commercial stuff, creative technology, immersive art installations. I've done a whole lot of shit. <laughs> is that's what it sounds like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's and yeah. You know, sometimes I'm, I like exhaust myself even thinking about everything that I've done because I think I've taken like one real vacation in the past like ten years, right? And which is kind of something that. I'm working on. I'm trying to get better at that. But yeah, time you gotta take some time for yourself because it's like you know, I you're right, but at the same time, I you know, I'm only 29. I'm in a I'm in a senior production role at a very large agency in Manhattan, and I'm very happy with how far I've come, especially at my age, right? But that's only because I recognize that I have to work twice as hard for half of what other people have. And that's because of, you know race it's because of socioeconomic standing it's because of a whole lot of different variables but i i and maybe this is a fault of mine where i feel like i have to put everything on my back but yeah i feel like i got a rep for i got a rep for all for all of us whatever whatever nameless race i might be right i mean you can you can say your race that's oh, totally yeah, fine yeah. But if you don't want to you don't have to i'm brown i'm brown south asia bangladesh my parents immigrated from Bangladesh uh, Silet, to be precise, in the late 70s, I think. So while I was born and raised here, definitely, definitely Bengali by blood. Uh, yeah, but I yeah, feel that. There aren't, there aren't any Bengalis in advertising, you know what I mean? There's, there's none of us. I think I'm the only one. <laughs> and I, I'm constantly looked at as an outlier, and I'm okay with that at the same time, because I've, I'm an outlier that made it far, and, you know, I have a lot. You should be totally proud of yourself. It's like, 
if you're doing it now, you'll see a lot more people do it later. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, I just want to surround myself with more people that look like me and put up people that look like me because I just kind of did this on a whim, right? I didn't, I didn't think that there was anyone that I could emulate, but now that I'm in a position where I could maybe be someone that someone could emulate that feels good. feels like I'm doing something right. So that's, I mean, you're a hundred percent doing something right. (laughs) For somebody who's so accomplished in their career and so busy and has only taken one vacation in the past decade. (laughs) um, When you put it that way, it makes me so. (laughs) You want to tell me how you've like been able to date? It's really painfully, honestly. (laughs) Like um, I've had in the past 10 years, I've had a few, a few long-term relationships between, between let's say like 19 and 29, right? The past 10 years, I've had probably three really serious relationships. Uh, one was like three and a half years, right? It was between the ages of 19 and 23, 24. The last long-term relationship I was in ended around January or February of 2020, just this past, this past new year. And, you know, it was, it was fine. She was a great person and it just didn't work out. I just kind of realized that it wasn't who I wanted to be with super long-term and I didn't want to, you know, waste anybody's time type thing, which is one thing that I'm very, very uh, adamant about is not having my time wasted one and not wasting anybody else's time two. So it's, I mean, it is what it is and it wasn't, it wasn't really an easy conversation to have with her, but you know, you got to, I mean, I'm going to just like, that is the most New York way to put dating is that like, I don't want to waste someone's time and I don't want my time to be wasted, which is totally valid because I say the same thing. But it's it's not the exact same thing. I I don't, I don't mean it from like a negative place. I just really don't want to like, I don't want to lead anybody on. I don't want anyone to ever think that I'm leading them on type thing. Right. Like I, if, if, and this person that I was with wanted to be long-term, like she made it very clear that it was like, this is what she wanted. And then, you know, when I thought about it, I was like, no, this is not what I want. And knowing that we weren't, we inherently were not on the same page. It just made it impossible for me to really be happy in the relationship because like, was she like your age? Uh, yeah, maybe within like two years, I think maybe like a year or two. I don't actually remember how old she is. I think she's a year younger than me. I mean, I, I it makes sense. I feel like women feel more pressure like later in their 20s usually generally so generally yeah i mean especially especially brown women. like is she she was brown she, women start feeling that pressure the minute they turn like 19 yeah, like grad, graduate high school it's like beta when are you gonna find a husband there <laughs> it's like don't date yeah. the whole time you're in high yeah, school like yeah. don't look at boys don't think about them don't touch them and then it's like you're towards the end of college they're like all right where's the husband yes exactly exactly and I, i'm like wait what it's <laughs> this so, math it's insane it's on and i and i don't i i count my blessings every day that i was born as a as a a brown boy instead of a brown girl right because i've had it man y'all have it tough it is there is no if ands or buts about it you guys have it way worse you guys got the shit under the stick <laughs> Okay, so back to your kind of serial monogamous ways. Mm. (laughs) That's how we want to, how we might want to phrase it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Serial monogamy. Yeah, that could, that's, I mean, it's. Applicable. We're missing agreeing with you, but like, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Sure. How did you meet your first girlfriend? My first, like, first serial, like the the one that I was talking about. Long term, long term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we actually met in high school. We went to the same high school. Uh, we just never hung out until after I left college, right? Because I went, after I left, and I mentioned that I dropped out, I went back home to New Jersey. And we just reconnected then. And we started dating. And it was it was great. It was, it was what it was. But, you know, eventually it just ran its course. I mean, it, it is, especially with relationships that happen that long it's you know there are so many changes in both parties that happen over the course of years right and, and you're so young so like young, 19 right? to like 22 such so, formative years so young and she was there for me supporting me when i was you know going through a severe kind of life shift right like dropping out of school and pursuing a completely different industry so i'm like, super thankful for her for that 
um, she was always kind of there to be like emotional support for me and kind of like encourage me and be there. So I'll be forever indebted to her for that. But, you know, we just turned into different people. Both of us grew into different people. And I just, we, I stopped being happy in the relationship because we both were very different to different people the, than we were when we started the relationship. And that's, that's natural. That's okay. And that happens, especially like you said, when you're, when you're that young. So did you ever give yourself those breaks like in between relationships where you like had fun uh or did you find yourself falling so into more relationships bet- at, between my second relationship and my third relationship right so the one that just ended this past year was my third long-term relationship between the second and third was probably like three or four years of just you know being aggressively single <laughs> like I, I don't i don't i don't mean i wasn't like i wasn't like thotting around i wasn't like you know thought wasn't thought of. i wasn't homie hopping i wasn't you know what i mean the, the streets the, I, you're I, telling I, me you didn't go through thought listen listen the streets did not own me okay, okay. I, went, I did my thing a little bit but i did not belong to the streets all right <laughs> you just stop by every once in a while on the street the thing is, it's like even when i date around right i always i always date even if it's if it ends up being a casual thing i always date with the intention of it maybe being something else right i never go into anything being like oh i'm only gonna hook up with this person it's gonna be nothing else after that i always kind of give people the benefit of the doubt and be like hey maybe this could be something let me just keep myself up into it right so while yeah maybe i did quote unquote partake in thoughtum, but it was well-intentioned thoughtum, if that makes sense. Not that thoughting around is ill-intentioned. It's, you know, whatever you do you, you know what I'm saying? Do whatever you got to do. But I kind of always went in with the mindset of, oh, maybe this could be something. Let me, let me try, you know? And sometimes you find out within the first three hours that it's not going to be that. And you go, great. Like, I guess it's, I guess we're just doing this just for, just to have fun. It's the past time. That's fine too. You know, everyone's, everyone's got needs. My girl's got needs. You know what I mean? Everybody's got needs. How did you, so how did you meet your other two relationships, long-term ones? So the first relationship I mentioned, we met previously in high school. The Mm -hmm. second relationship we met on Instagram. Okay. Uh, So I just, you know, the classic sliding into the DMs, I complimented her eyebrows and asked if she wanted to eat food with me. And that's, that's pretty much that's, 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 how it was, that's how it was back then, man. It was the Wild West. <laughs> like, like Instagram back in back then was it was the Wild West. I'm not sure if I it's- mean, you still had dating apps at that point. I didn't use them though. I was I was okay. never really a fan of them uh, until the past couple of years where where I really got on them, right? Uh, so my most recent girlfriend, I actually met on Raya. So we were she was she was a Raya girlfriend. Okay, you're like the first person I've ever talked to who's actually met somebody off of Raya. I feel yeah. like everybody's like it's a networking app. <laughs> no, I mean I've 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 gone on a ton of dates from Raya. I've met, I've like it's maybe it just happened to play out this way for me, right? But it's kind of nice to meet people there because you know they have their shit together, <laughs> which is which is pretty important. Really? pretty important to me. Uh, I I feel like I heard from, I I've mostly heard from the female side of things, but it's like definitely not that okay well maybe maybe i'm just i've maybe my algorithm is decent and no, I've got- i would i would love to hear from like a male perspective yeah, what I your think, experience has been i mean it depends right it's it's very hit or miss i think that in my experience the 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 how can i put this the not <laughs> all right i'm gonna i'm gonna rewind in my experience the non-white community on raya is great and i don't mean that against white people but you know <laughs> I, I just oh i know you know like it's man i'm getting i get tired of seeing the same like six foot three scandinavian models over and over again it's just it's boring and it, there's a lot of that on Ryan. and there's a lot of people that i mean but it's like that on every dating app right there's there's good people and bad people i don't think any app is better than the other i mean i would really love to see more six foot three scandinavian models on, you know, <laughs> but like yeah. beggars can't be choosers i guess <laughs> I, i'll give you i'll give you my friend code i'll give i'll give you a friend invite to raya you you already have oh um, also, same with 
three of my other friends, one of whom works at Raya. So Raya, if you're listening to this, um, they still you know, ain't let you hook in, a girl bro. up. They still ain't let you in. We can figure something out. You know, sponsorship, something. I hear you. That girl that I dated was probably like the only brown girl that I matched with on Raya, (laughs) to be honest with you. There's like a bunch, I've matched like a ton of like really cool Hispanic girls, really cool black girls, really cool people of all different, you know, walks and creeds and races. But she's literally the only brown person that I've matched with. Yeah, my friend who works there is Asian, and she was like, yeah, we're not, like, that great at being inclusive. At the end of the day, it's just, like, if somebody has one dating app, they most likely have one, another one. So it's not like you're, like, really not getting, like, the people that would be on Raya on any other dating app. For sure. I think, I think yeah, I mean, I've, I've had them all. I've used them all. I've had them all. I don't think that, like you said, if you're on one, you're probably on a few of them. I appreciate the fact that I can drill down on specific ethnicities and religions and stuff on Hinge. That mm-hmm. makes it kind of easier to narrow the playing field, especially like depends depends what I'm looking for, right? If I'm looking, like I said, for something that might not be as serious right away, it's easy to just open up the field versus if I want to drill down and like target a specific subset of people that I think would fit with me long term type thing. Wait, t- okay, tell me about that. Yeah, uh, what- ooh, okay. Um, yeah. I will never say that I only date a certain race, right? Like, I- I'm never going to be like, oh, I'm only limiting myself to brown people or only limiting myself to, to Muslims because I grew up in an Islamic family, right? I would never do that uh, just because I think that you can't really help who you end up falling for. And, like, it is what it is. You can find beautiful connection amongst anyone in the world because sometimes differences are what make relationship stronger right so i'm never gonna say that like oh like i'm only gonna limit myself to this but i will say that the comfort level of being involved with someone that knows what you're talking about for a lot of things is kind of very underrated like not having to explain how brown parents are and not having to explain like what ramadan or eid is like type thing or not having to explain why uh, I can't always talk to my parents about who I'm dating or something like that as a grown ass fucking man that lives by himself, right? Uh, <laughs> and like that's that, that's the key. Like I'm still like shit. Like I can't tell my mom who I'm dating. I, I, I live by my damn self. <laughs> like my, I, 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 don't I, tell me that. Don't tell me that because I think the minute I move out, I'm gonna have that like independence and power. But like I know. Oh I'm no, not man. <laughs> it's not it's happening. Same, it's the same shit. I tell you, it's the same shit. That only because I really love and respect my mom, right? But right, uh, me too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I think like having being involved with someone that like understands a lot of that stuff is really, really powerful and underrated. And I think it like not to say that it's a deal breaker. It's not a deal breaker if someone doesn't have that, but it does make getting to know someone a little bit more difficult if you have to explain a lot of that would be. Nor, quote unquote normal stuff for that would be for a brown person right like it's it's still something you have to explain something that someone has to come to terms with and understand and it's you know another another hurdle it's not always attractive to people too to like know that this is something that you think about and know that like oh shit maybe your family won't really like me that much at first you know what i mean like it's it's honestly kind of kind of a turnoff for a lot of people for sure so i try and be straight up with people you know but uh yeah so I don't, Are you religious? Uh, I am. I I call myself more spiritual. I don't think there's a right or wrong way to do anything type thing. You know what I mean? I think that my biggest thing is, am I a good person? Yes or no? And like, yeah. all right, just don't be a dick. That's the <laughs> that's it. Like golden rule, just don't be a dick. Is and everything else will follow. I think that I I honestly I don't know what what is right and what's wrong. I don't pretend to know what's right and what's wrong. But I think that's like part of the concept of faith, right? It's kind of like go in a direction without actually knowing if it's right and i don't know shit about shit that's all all i know is that you know good things hopefully happen to good people and that's that's how i try and live my life yeah i mean so i think this conversation is really interesting because it with my indian friends as well because i am not like that at all i like don't feel the need to date anybody who's Brown, I actually like push back against it sometimes just because 
I like feel that I have so much to learn from other people and like I understand the connection of shared experiences but I also like want to offer that to somebody else like I feel have like you I ever have, have you ever been in a relationship with a brown person though like a serious relationship no I've never been in a serious relationship can't can't knock until you try it girl I know maybe not maybe not um but I but at the same time have you well that's a good question have you been only in serious relationships with brown people uh no so the my first okay. my first long my my longest relationship the one that was three and a half years uh she's black I have been in not relationships but situationships with a lot of uh, <laughs> different races I think I've I've dated people from every continent I think at this point except maybe Antarctica because I don't think anyone lives there but uh, I'm not sure about that TBD <laughs> I yeah I don't I don't have a type I, I kind of like I said if I go in, I go into everything with the intention of seeing if something could happen with it and when I say I've only had three long-term relationships that's like a year plus right I've had like yeah. short like couple months three four months here and there relationships I just don't not that I don't count them because I don't want to say that because that would be almost disrespectful to the people that I dated uh, but they're not you know make or break moments in my life they weren't milestones they were stepping stones maybe and kind of pieces of the puzzle but not like the corner piece you know what I mean um, so you, you never feel like you're limiting yourself like when you put these filters on dating apps no never it's just see, it's just seeing what's out there i mean i open up the filters all the time it's not like a, a filter stays up and it's up forever it's sometimes i want to see what what kind of brown girls are out there sometimes i want to see what kind of non-brown girls are out there sometimes i just want to understand what it's like because sometimes you just gotta narrow things down you know well have you had any specific experiences with like you know people who are not brown that have kind of pushed you to opting like more preferring people who are brown are, you, are, we, are we gonna are we gonna tell the white girl stories now is this, is this oh <laughs> it sounds like you have an arsenal of these so please i only got i only got, I only got one really good one so i uh i dated a girl when i was at fordham um before i dropped out and she was she was Caucasian of the, of the of the Caucasian variety. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. Um, <laughs> it's like whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> no, she was. Uh, I mean, she was a fine person. Um, and this is not a commentary on white people in general at all. This is just one very bad experience I had with one white person, and I recognize that. But you know, long story short, I tried to break up with her. She told me I couldn't because she was pregnant. Right. Uh, and I was like, shit, okay, I guess, I guess we'll figure this out. Fast forward, she hurts herself and ends up in the hospital, like hits her, hits her head, hurts herself, ends up in the hospital. I, I go to the hospital to see her, uh, because like her parents are from out of town. Like I'm the only one that's really around and I go to see her and the doc's like, yeah, she like hit her head on something. Uh, we're going to give her a tetanus shot and like, whatever, whatever. She's knocked out at this point. Right. Me being a decently well-adjusted human being that knows a few things about a few things said, Hey, you probably shouldn't give her a tetanus shot. She might be pregnant. And I've read that there might be complications there. And the doctor was like, okay, great. Thank you for letting us know. So they're, they're running like tests or whatever, doing their thing. She's still knocked out. I'm talking to the security guard at the hospital and he's telling me about his first baby mama and how he dealt with it and stuff like that. Giving me life advice. Really appreciate him to this day. And then the doctor comes through and he's like, Hey, I might be like, violating Hitler or something right now but I feel like I have to tell you she's not pregnant <laughs> and I was like wait what and he was like yeah and then the security guard just like holds out his fist for like a fist bump and then I, I just dap him and I'm out I never talked to her again I'm just gone really you just <laughs> yeah. bounced? bounced I was like her ID's in her bag this is her mom's cell phone number I'm out and the doctor's like yep see you <laughs> and like, that was Oh my god. Wild. I mean like I've, I mean I can see why you decided not yeah, to go yeah, yeah. Back and that, white people. <laughs> I mean that was but that was by far the worst experience, right? It's like yeah, that sounds that's terrible. like very much an outlier. I don't think she did that because she's white. I think she did that because she's a fucking psycho. And this yeah. is the type of thing where I'm very hesitant to call exes or people that I've been involved with crazy or psycho or anything like that. 
but that's a pretty, I mean, like, objectively, I feel like that's a pretty psycho thing to do. That is incredibly objectively a very psycho thing to cool. do. Great. Now that we're totally PC about it, she was a fucking psycho. Yeah. And, Sounds uh, like it. <laughs> and that was, you know, just one one bad experience. But nothing, nothing has remotely held a candle to that. That was by far. But I would really hope not. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, knock on, knock on wood. It's, uh, it's been not as bad as that. So you've had, obviously you've had like time to meet people and go on dates and whatnot in New York City. I mean, a lot of my listeners are like, you know, early 20s, just trying to navigate the scene. I I know you're on dating apps now and like maybe back when you were, you know, not, this sounds like you're old, you're not old, but back when you were my age. <laughs> sounds like you're old. <laughs> but I promise it, you're not old. Um, did you... Did you like find? Do you have trouble like meeting people? How do you feel like? Do I have trouble meeting people on apps or in general? Just generally, like being in New York City, like it's it's hard for a lot of people to meet the right kinds of people. Yeah, it is, and I think that honestly, I feel like I've met more people through dating apps than I have organically, just because I often don't have the time if I'm out and about, right? Like if I'm spending time with my friends out. It's not like most of my friends are women. I like almost all of my friends are women. I don't really have male friends that I hang out with. I have probably like two close male friends. One I grew up with and the other is the boyfriend of one of my best friends type thing. Right. So it's like I met I met him through that way. I've always been for whatever reason um, in women and female friend groups like my best friend from home is a both of my best friends are both women, like very smart, intelligent, powerful women. It's there. I learn a lot from them every day, <laughs> but um, I just, so I, when I go out with them and I hang out with them, it's not like I'm going out to meet girls or like going, going out on the town with my boys. Like I don't, I don't really have, I don't, I don't have a group of boys like that. I have a, I have a group of girls. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's, 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 it's very different as far as context, as far as when we go out, like I, we go out to a restaurant and we sit down and eat and catch up and talk. Like I don't want to, I don't want to meet other people when I'm out with my friends because I'd rather spend time and focus on my friends, you know? Um, and on the same kind of note of not wanting to waste my time and me being be very careful with my time, I'm also very cognizant of other people's times too, right? So if I see someone on the street that I think is cute and she's walking somewhere, I'm not, I'm probably not going to interrupt her wherever she's going. Like I'm sure she has somewhere to be. And I'm sure the last thing she wants is to have some random guy come up and be like hey i really like your eyebrows or, or, or just something really awkward right like what's what you always lead with the eyebrows listen i i that i i don't have a type but i do go for good eyebrows i will say good eyebrows i mean like they frame the face it's like if someone takes care of their brows i mean they, they generally take care of everything about themselves you know what i mean that's a, that's a good way to put it right. <laughs> i don't take care of my brows i i no don't say that girl your brows are they're there <laughs> hey that's more that's more than a lot of people honestly. that's more than a lot of people that's so funny no i really don't take care of my brows at all i mean they just are kind of like two little caterpillars that sit on my but face listen i'm i'm okay with the caterpillar look because they're there you're not like you're not penciling them you know what i mean it's they're not, not that early 2000s late no, 90s no, 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 no. like pencil brow no you got it it's fine <laughs> You've got, you've got, we've, we've talked a little bit about your dating life. You've been mm -hmm. here or there. Mm -hmm. um, so when you are dating somebody, when you're in those like early stages, what are you looking for? Oh man. Uh, reciprocity is the number, is the number one thing. I tend to, when I get involved with someone, I tend to really like get involved with them. I think that historically I've always been the giver in most relationships, always kind of happy to put myself out there and get out of my comfort zone and do whatever I can to make my partner happy. Um, so I'm just looking mostly for reciprocity as someone that's like, yeah, I'm right there with you. Let's do it type thing. Right. And sometimes it starts that way. It doesn't always end that way. You know what I mean? Um, and I've learned the hard way that not everyone behaves the same way I do and has the same ideals that I do or attitudes on relationships that I do. And that's okay. Cause that's, you know, part of the learning curve when it comes to this shit. So. Uh, yeah, as far as what, how I am and what I do, I definitely just kind of dive in head first if I think if I think it's worth it. Uh, it takes me a little bit to get to that point, but once I'm once I'm there, I'm like I'm in it. Uh, it's 
So really reciprocity is the main thing that I look for. So one thing that I'm interested in, in with this whole concept of reciprocity is, you know, at the beginning of getting to know somebody, do you find yourself being the kind of person who, you know, is always texting, always like open to making plans? Are you like somebody who's busy? Do you like to take phone calls? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am an extremely busy person by nature, mm -hmm. right? So if I want to be involved with someone, that means I really open up my free time and open up my energy to that person and try and make time for them as much as I can, just because I, I never want me being busy to be the reason that something fails. I mean, there's always time, right? Like if, if you care about something and you want it to happen, you'll make it happen. If you want to see someone, you're going to see someone. That's the, that's the way it always goes. I mean, every, everything with relationships can be boiled down to, well, did you want to do it or not? <laughs> right? Like everything really boils down to, did you actually want to do it? And it's like, well, it's not that I didn't want to do it. I just kind of want to focus on myself right now. But it's like, oh, it's like, cut the shit. You just, you just didn't want to do it. <laughs> but that's, that's all you have to say. Right. And, Maybe not to your partner or to a would-be partner because that's really abrasive and rude. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's that's really what it is. So if I want to do something, I, I do it and I really make time to do it. And, you know, sometimes I have to sacrifice things in order to do that. But if it's someone that I feel like it's a worthy cause for, yeah, I'm happy to do it. Um, I yeah. The reason I say that is because um, on our polls this past week um and it's something that we've talked about on the podcast slightly before um is the concept of and this is applicable to any you know kind of gender sexual relationship but sure. so um if he wants to he will yeah 100 percent. i i 100 yeah. agree yeah it, it goes both ways though it's not it's not just he it's she right it's if they want you they will do you, do you believe in ghosting do I believe in ghosting? I think that there's like a certain period of time where ghosting is acceptable. Like the first like two, three weeks, like whatever. You don't even know the person. Like at, like that person doesn't owe me anything. I don't owe them anything. I think at, at as soon as you might feel bad about ghosting someone, that's when ghosting is unacceptable, right? Like it's like, if you have to justify it, people have different moral compasses. No, for sure. But like if it's like, if I've known you for two weeks and like, I just decide that like, oh, this person's not, it's whatever and we've only seen each other like once and you know texted here and there like that's not even ghosting that's just not continuing it right like it's but if you're talking to someone for like you know like two months and you're you're like really like making plans and like talking every day type thing blah 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 and then you just like immediately cut it off that's you know that's, what i think is interesting is like yeah that's bad and then what you said earlier that's fine like one date whatever like let's we don't really need to talk about it if neither of us were feeling it. Yeah, sure. But it's that gray area. It's that gray area. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like, what do you do in that area that you're like, do you do you say something? Do you not? Do you just let it peter out? Like, hmm. I would say it depends on how much I like the person, I guess, or like. And this is that that sounds that sounds like bad to say, right? But it depends. It depends on like, and honestly, it depends on how I think they might take it. If if I think they would like really be like upset about me not saying anything, like yeah, I'll say something. Like you know, if I think that they're like strong enough to like, whatever, been around the block is probably dating a few people. It doesn't really matter. Then yeah, I'll just let us leave it be. It really depends on the person. Because the last thing I want to do is upset anyone. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to piss anyone off. Because yeah, you know why would I? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, like, advice that my listeners sometimes need to hear. It's, like, and I think that's the the confusing part about dating is always the gray areas. It's, like, you know right from wrong. Like, most people know right from wrong. Yeah. Decent people know right from wrong. Yeah. But it's, like, when you get into the, the all right, the ambiguous stage, it's, like, okay, I don't, I don't know what to do in this situation, should I, it's easier for me to just leave it. It's easier for me to, is it, should I pursue it? A lot that's of questions. That's the key, right? People do tend to do what's easy instead of what they think is right. And I think that if you're always, not always, if you're going to do something in a gray area situation like that, it should be, well, what do I think I would want to happen to me type thing? It's, I mean, it's like the cliche, like treat others how you want to be treated thing, right? But sometimes it's as easy as that. Sometimes it's as easy as a tried and true cliche, just like, 
you know, going back to the golden rule of don't be a dick. Like, like it's a flowchart. Like, don't am, be a could, dick. Could could this be construed as me being a dick? Yes. Don't do it. No. <laughs> No. Great, do it. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like that's the that's the, that's the flow chart. It's really it's really simple. Like just just try not to be a dick. And like some people are taken aback by it. Some people are uncomfortable by it. Like I feel like some people don't know how to react to someone just being like really in your face and straight up, and they react poorly. And not because they think the person is doing something wrong. They're just not used to it, or they don't know how to. They just don't know how to process it, or what have you. But. You know, even if it's not always easy to not be a dick. No, it's not. It's it's not easy. Also, it's not easy to be like super communicative or confrontational if you're not that kind of person. Yeah. And this is not to say that I've never been a dick in my life. I have, of course, I have. I'm I'm like I've been dating. I've learned all this stuff the hard way, type thing, right? Like, I'm I'm only saying this now as like a well-adjusted, almost thirty-year-old. <laughs> like I was, I was a dumb kid once too, and it happens, and it's fine. But like. Yeah, I mean, it's just a shame that men mature so much slower than women. It's like... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, yeah. Like, you're well-adjusted now, but, like, you know, maybe I would consider myself well-adjusted yeah, now yeah. for me. I was, I, was, I was dating someone recently, not, like, not anything officially titled, but, like, just, you know, one on a few dates, and she told me she was like you know like you guys have it so good you can date the same age range until you're like fucking 40 and it's fine but the pool keeps shrinking for us and it keeps growing for you and then i was thinking to myself and i was like huh she's right <laughs> like and like it sounds so fucked up right but it like it really made me like feel better about dating it's it is I so have, true a ton of like, time. i'm not worried with about my it. girlfriends also i think like as we get older the more open people are to dating older so guys yeah. just get this like growing pool of people and women get this like shrinking yeah like realistically i can i can date like from like 21 till 33 you know, like probably even higher than that. I would. Yeah, like, probably higher than that. Why? Why would you limit yourself at thirty-three? It's because like I probably wouldn't want to go for someone older than that, unless it's, you know. Well, but you would go for a girl who has like that large of an age difference below you. That's true. That's true. I, I abide by the half your age plus seven rule. That's the, the mm. that's the youngest you're allowed to go. Half your age plus seven. So I want to backpedal a little bit, sure. which is let's backpedal. You met one of your girlfriends off of Instagram. Yes. And you slid into the DMs. Do you think Instagram is like a good dating app for anybody? For men? For like, how do you feel about it? Well, first of all, I have looked through my women friends' Instagrams, and I am so sorry for all of the DMs that women receive on this on this platform. It is exhausting. I don't know how you guys deal with this shit on a daily basis. I don't know why you guys aren't all just private all the time. Like this is like it's it's like out of control. That being said, I think that Instagram is just another platform. I mean like it's just I don't think it's better or worse for meeting people. I think it's just it's very visual by nature and people tend to share more about themselves on it versus a platform like, you know, Twitter or what have you, or it's more thoughts in your head versus images of yourself, right? So I think from that I would aspect, love to meet somebody who like met somebody off of Twitter. I think that's incredible. Have I met anyone? I don't think I've, I've never met anyone off Twitter. I've never I've never met anyone off Twitter. Only, only Have you met anybody off of like any other social media? I have met people off LinkedIn. <laughs> you're kidding Wait, tell me that tell me that story no it was very it was very like you know she like she she slid into my messages because then i don't even know if they're they're end mails what are they called on linkedin i don't know but she, slid, she, slid. <laughs> she sent you a linkedin mail she slept she sent me an email because we weren't connection connected rather and she was just looking to break into like the agency life and it's like, Hey, like, I'm wondering, like we, we had a few mutual connections. She was like, I'm wondering, can like, can I buy you coffee or something? And like kind of pick your brain about how you got into this. I really think that she, that it started as like a professional thing. Right. But then we went out and then I was like, Oh, you want to just like get dinner? <laughs> Cause after it was established that like 
I could not help her. Right. Like it was, it was very, it was very like, yeah, sorry. Like it's just, it's just won't work out, whatever. Like it was never like a get dinner under the guise of helping her. It's like, no, we established that nothing more was going to come from it. Like it was, there's no way I could help her professionally any more than I already did. So I was like, Hey, you want to get dinner? And she's like, yeah. So we did it for a little bit, like a few dates, but. Uh, Damn, I gotta up my LinkedIn game. Maybe that's where I sh- that's where I should be looking. You gotta do it. You gotta get the you gotta get the, su- the successful guys. Yeah, you know? I gotta go through all different avenues. <laughs> you hear that, ladies? Test your avenues. Go through them, Listen, ladies. Everybody doesn't matter. We gotta we gotta adapt. All right, it's just being adaptable. It's being resourceful. What do you like to do outside of work? Oh man, I like to do so much. <laughs> like I think that I am the type of person that loves to know enough to be dangerous in like everything. I think that I have so many different hobbies. I think I, I grew up, man, just doing everything. I think right now I, I ride bikes a lot. I'm into bikes, like bicycles a lot. I build bikes on, on my own time. Um, I have like a bunch of different frames in my parents' garage in New Jersey type thing. I just like building them up. Um, I'm, I'm teaching myself how to skateboard as a quarantine project so any ladies out there can it feels like something that fits the whole aesthetic here. yeah like listen, like, ladies if you can teach me how to do a kickflip let me know holla at me i'm here <laughs> <laughs> um i love dancing i danced for many years i was in a, a few different companies in new york and new jersey uh shout out to project d dance company bergenfield new jersey um <laughs> this is this is gonna sound really bougie I'm going to preface this by saying it's going to sound really bougie. I grew up in I grew up in Montclair, New Jersey, which is a pretty a pretty nice part of New Jersey. I'm not going to front. It's a, it's suburban nice. Um, when I was in high school, I fenced. I was a fencer. Uh, <laughs> that was not what I was expecting oh, yeah. you to say at yeah, all. Yeah, no, it's is listen, listen, listen. So, one of my one of my really good friends at the time. Uh, she's still a good friend of mine. She lives in Michigan now. Her dad was the coach, and then. He was like, "Could join the you should join the fencing team." And this is like my sophomore year of high school, right? And I was like, "I don't know, coach. Like poking people with sticks, not really my thing." You know what I'm saying? Like, not really. It's kind of whack. <laughs> like, I, was, I was like a soccer kid. I played soccer. That's all I did. Um, but he's like, "No, just just try it. Come on, try it." So I was like, "All right." So I go. Um, fast forward a few years. This this coach, the, my coach from high school, um, is moving to Portland, Oregon. He moved to Portland, Oregon three, three and a half, four years ago to manage a big, big fencing center out there, Northwest Fencing Center in Salem, Oregon. Um, <clears throat> and he was like, hey, do you want to like, do you want to take over the team? <laughs> so I was like, uh. From your high school days? Yeah, I was like, I didn't, I haven't picked up a blade in a long time, man. I, I don't know. He's like, come on, you can do it. I was like, all right, fine, fuck it. So I've been coaching the Montclair High School fencing team for the past like three years. My girls are, Number three in the state. Uh, we've graduated a bunch of people to Ivy League programs, D1 programs. Uh, we have, we're a pretty storied franchise. So we're. Uh, That's sick. That's yeah, very it's cool. It's cool. cool. I mean, I, I tell the kids all the time, well, they have two, or, two rules, right? I only have two rules. Work hard is number one, and give a shit is number two. That's all I want you to do. Everything stems from those two rules in life work hard and give a shit. That's it. Well, three, and don't be a dick. That's that's the part of giving a shit though, right? Like if you care about your yeah. yourself and you care about your surroundings and you care about the people you interact with, if you give a shit about them, you're not gonna be a dick. Everything boils down to those two things. Work hard and give a shit. That's it. We have one more section that we do. It's called shots. Let's do it. And I'm Are we doing you. shots? Should we pour should we pour some shots out? Are we You know, I didn't bring the bottle of juice <sighs> with me, so it's gonna have to just be like Man. right now. Rapid fire. I'm gonna you're killing me. I thought we were I thought we were drinking tonight. Alright. So early bird or night owl? Night owl. Work hard, play hard. Both. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Dine out or delivery? Dine out. Laundry or dishes? Laundry. TikTok or Instagram? Oh, that's hard. All right. I'm gonna. I'm, I know this is shots, but I'm gonna turn this one into a cocktail. I think that TikTok is great for consuming content. Instagram is great for posting content. I am old and I don't see myself posting anything on TikTok anytime soon. But shit, that shit is funny as fuck. Like there are some really fucking entertaining TikToks. So that's I consume a lot of TikTok. I don't post on TikTok. I love TikTok. Okay, mm. money or fame? Money. Coke or Pepsi? Sprite. 
Whoa, quirky. Yeah, I'm so random. <laughs> so, <laughs> so so quirky and random. Um, Actually, the real the real answer is I don't I don't drink soda. So uh, water, I guess. Whoa. So a hipster. We have a hipster. No, I just I only got one body, and it's a temple girl. <laughs> That's true. I don't really drink soda either. But <laughs> spicy or mild? Spicy. Favorite season? Fuck. What is my favorite season? Not winter. <laughs> Anything but winter. Not winter. Coffee date or drinks date? Drinks. Drinks first. Drinks first. Absolutely. It's called drinks first, not coffee first. Which exactly. What question is that? What would you rate yourself out of ten? That's hard, man. Rapid fire. Ah, shit. shit. Let me reload. Shit. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say seven. I'm gonna say seven. I think there's is... always room for improvement. <laughs> seven is the most common answer scientifically. All right, fine. Fuck it. Eight. How about that? <laughs> I mean, you already I'm not said common. Seven. Drinks first, listeners. I am uncommon. I'm, I'm rare. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm. I'm not. I don't know if I'm going to edit that out. It's just people got to know you really. Yeah, are. They got to know. Drinks for. I'm rare. Uh, what is your drink of choice? Ooh, uh, of a uh, perfect Manhattan. That's a Manhattan with half sweet vermouth, half dry vermouth, uh, served up with a twist. No maraschino cherry. If you had a boat, what would you name it? If I had a boat, what would I name it? I'm too dark to have a boat, man. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Reach for the stars. Hey, yeah, you're, right, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I would name my boat Jenny, the Forrest Gump reference. Great. Okay. Well, ladies, ladies, if you liked our guest today, you can match with him and go out with him by sliding into the DMs at drinks.first on Instagram. And if you don't have an Instagram, that's totally cool. Drinksfirstpodcast at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. I'm your host, Ariana Nathani. You can find me on TikTok, Instagram, uh, you know, whatever else, at ariana.nathani. And for the love of God, please share this podcast. Like it. Review it. Please review it. Please rate it and review it. Um, that would be amazing and that would help me out a lot. Um, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I had was, a great it was, time. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. It was, a, it was a lot of fun, even if you didn't want to drink with me at first. Thank you so much. I will see you guys next week. <laughs>